So, Caleb, quite a guy. He wasn't a prophet. He wasn't a priest. He wasn't a king. He really didn't do anything terribly heroic. But he is a magnificent model for any person who wants to walk with God. Success is attributed to many variables. It could be intelligence, drive, initiative, emotional intelligence. None of those things are spoken of about Caleb, even though as we read his story, we see that he had all of those things. Uh, Caleb only appears twice in the Old Testament record. In Numbers 4, 13 and 14, and then back again in Joshua 14. His name is mentioned more times, and he has one single attribute that is mentioned six different times that explains to us why we are even talking about Caleb this morning. A lot of people in the Bible we rarely talk about. A lot of people who have a lot more written about them than Caleb we don't learn as much from. But this man was... Uh, uh, characterized by something that if I had anything written on my tombstone I would want this phrase written on my tombstone Caleb was effective Caleb was successful for a particular reason and we can find that reason as we study his life this morning we begin with his first appearance in Numbers chapter 13 the people of Israel had come out of Egypt they had moved on up to Kadesh Barnea. They camped there for a year, uh, pardon me, they moved up to uh, Mount Sinai. And they were there for a year, and God gave them the law, and, and Moses on the mountain. We talked about that a little bit last week. But then they moved an 11 days journey from Mount Sinai up to a place called Kadesh Barnea. And they were ready to invade the land and to take their own land back that they had been absent from for over 400 years. And now they were poised and at the moment. Joshua's apartment, Moses sent 12 spies into the land to check it out, to see uh, what's, what's it like? What are we facing as we go into the land? In Numbers chapter 13, that story is told and it's also reported to us what the spies re, uh, told Moses and the people when they came back from checking out the land. Here's what they uh, told the people. We can't go in that land. We can't take that land. There are walled cities in there. And there are giants in there. And they mentioned two times in their report, or pardon me, three times here in Numbers 13, that there are the sons of Anak. The sons of Anak, these gigantic people, these huge people, we don't stand a chance Let's dump the sand out of our sandals, turn around and go back to Egypt. Well, then it says that uh, Caleb silenced the people because they were grumbling. They were complaining. Why did Moses bring us here? And we can't take that land. What are we going to do now? Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we certainly can do it. Caleb said, giants, we don't need to worry about giants. Let's do it. However, the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And these 10 
spies who disagreed with Caleb and Joshua spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephilim. And here's a fascinating statement. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. Fascinating little principle there. We thought of ourselves as grasshoppers. We looked like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Therefore, we concluded that they too saw us as grasshoppers. Isn't that interesting? How I see myself is how I think other people see me. If I think of myself as a loser, I assume you see me as a loser. If I see myself as effective, I'm more inclined to think that you think of me as effective. Because we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. We assumed that they saw us as grasshoppers. Fascinating. Well, they refused to go into the land. They absolutely said, no way. Well, Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there when they said, we will not go in that land. And they knew it was God's purpose and God's will that they do go in the land. But you've got this great rebellion on your hands. So Moses and Aaron fell down on their faces before the people. And uh, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, two of the spies, stood with them. And they tore their clothes, Joshua and Caleb did, and they said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of the sons of Anak. They're big. Yeah. But God is bigger. These ten clowns, they saw themselves as grasshoppers in their own eyes. <clears throat> they diminished themselves and in the process of doing so, they diminished our God. I'm telling you, folks, they're toast <laughs> because God is with us. And so the first thing we see about Caleb is he was a man of conviction. He was a man who said, yeah, they're big. They got walled cities, but we have God. And so God's sentence on them, God forgave them. It tells us in the text that God forgave their sins, because Moses went and pleaded with God to, to forgive the people of Israel. But God said, here's the deal. These people who refuse to believe me will never enter that land. Not any of those who saw all my miracles 
in Egypt and who saw my protection as we came across the desert. None of them will see the land. So this tribe, this people, these Israelites will wander in this wilderness for 40 years until all of these people who came out of Egypt, anyone 20 years of age or older who came out of Egypt and saw all that I did and experienced all that I did and then refused to believe that I could give them the land, I'm going to grant them their wish. They prayed, Lord, please don't make us go into the land. God said, prayer answered. None of them will go in the land except Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb. Not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land that he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. So only two, Joshua and Caleb. Joshua was the leader. Joshua had already been commissioned. It was obvious Joshua would enter the land. The only person besides Joshua who would enter the land was Caleb. Why? Because he followed me with his whole heart. And then the next time we hear about Caleb is in Numbers chapter 32. Now, Moses is giving two of the tribes kind of a locker room talk before the big game. Now, they're ready to go, ready to enter the land. They've wandered the wilderness for 40 years. They're back at, in, in Moab on the east side of the Jordan River. They're getting ready to go in the land. But two of the tribes said, you know, Moses, we'd like to stay over here on the east side. We've got these big flocks and herds and, and this great pasture land over here. So Reuben and, and Gad said, we'd like to stay over here. And here's what Moses said to Reuben and Gad. Is it good for you to sit here on this side while your brothers go to war? In other words, you can stay here, but when we invade the land, we need your troops, we need your soldiers to help us, and we're not going to let you sit over here and, and, uh, while we go to war. He said to the Gadites and Benjamites, should your fellow Israelites go to war while you sit here? And then he rehearsed this story back 40 years ago when they refused to enter the land, when some of the people were afraid to go in the land. And he said to them that uh, that's why they, their ancestors, their parents spent 40 years in the wilderness and never entered into the land. He said after they went up to the valley of, uh, of uh, Eshcol and viewed the land, they discouraged the Israelites from entering the land the Lord had given them. The Lord's anger was aroused that day and swore their oath because they have not followed me wholeheartedly, not one of them will enter the land. Except Caleb and Joshua. For or because they followed the Lord wholeheartedly. So Moses' illustration to telling them, how, here's the attitude. Here's how I want you to approach this overwhelming, scary task of invading that land wholeheartedly. Learn from my servant, Caleb. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 1, we find Moses speaking to the whole nation of Israel. 
and encouraging them to go into the land. And he went back and told the story again of your ancestors who refused to enter the land. And God said, none of those people who refuse to believe me will enter the land except Caleb. He will see the land. And I will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. So Caleb became a, the gold standard. Caleb became the illustration. When you're afraid and you don't know and you can't trust and you don't believe, think about Caleb. What is it about Caleb? What do we read about Caleb? Was it his intelligence? Was it his charm? Was it his physical strength? He followed the Lord his God with his whole heart. And then we find uh, Caleb re-entering the picture. Joshua chapter 14. The people did enter the land. They fought as a whole army, and they invaded the central portion of the land and, and, and defeated the major powers in the land. And then in chapter 14, it's time for, for Joshua to start dividing the land among the people. We've driven out the major threats, the major, major armies. They're gone. And now each tribe will take the land and drive out whatever other people are there and settle down and inhabit the land and start being a nation under God here in the land of Canaan. And Caleb came to Joshua. Moses died. Joshua is now in charge. And we read in Joshua 14, the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, said to him, you know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh to explore the land and brought him back a report according to my convictions. The people threatened to stone us because we wouldn't give up with this idea that we can take the land. But I never backed off. And God said to, to Moses, because of Joshua, because of Caleb's faithfulness, he will enter the land. And he gets first choice. He can live anywhere he wants. Any place where his foot, the whole land of Judah, that whole southern beautiful portion of the land, just tell him whatever he, whatever he wherever he wants to live there. So my fellow Israelites went up with me and made the hearts of these people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly so that Moses swore to me the land of which you have walked with the, it will be yours your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly so Joshua said well great great because you followed your God God said pick a piece of pick a piece of property Old Caleb said, look, I'm 85 years old. I've wanted that wilderness for 40 years, waiting to get in this land. I can have any land I want. Give me that mountain. Joshua said, why would you want that mountain? Hey, Caleb, think Judah. This is beautiful, lush pasture land. These beautiful gardens, vineyards, all over the place down there. Flat, easy to live on land. And we've got a whole bunch of oceanfront property. Think of the investment, Bubba. Oceanfront property? No, 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 no. Give me that mountain. Why? 
because that's where the giants live. I'm going to go into that mountain, the city of Hebron, where the sons of Anak live, and I'm going to kick me some giant. I'm going to drive out some giants. Where's the challenge? Where can I go where the only way I can succeed is to follow the Lord my God with my whole heart? Give me that mountain. Why? Why was he so challenged? What was his deal? What was his uh, motive? What drives a guy to say, I want a great challenge. I want to fight the giants. He wanted to fight the sons of Anak because 45 years ago, the sons of Anak were exactly what drove Israel from believing they could not inherit the land. Caleb was a man of passion. And he was a man of passion because he was a man of purpose. And he was a man of purpose because he followed the Lord his God with his whole heart. He said, I don't know if there's any other person on this whole nation of Israel who's willing to take on the giants. But I want to prove to these people, not that I'm a great hero, not that I'm this old warrior who's still going to go show my stuff. No, 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 no. He had one motive. He had one purpose. He wanted to prove to these people that the same God he was serving could have driven those giants out 40 years ago. And he wanted to prove that the same God who could have drove, driv, driven those giants out 40 years ago can drive them out today. And perhaps most important, the God who could have driven the giants out 40 years ago and will drive them out today will always be able to drive the giants out of your life, no matter how big they are, no matter how afraid you are of them. My God, who I follow with my whole heart, is infinite in his power. There isn't a giant, literally or figuratively, that my God can't conquer. And if I do nothing else in my life at 85 years of age, I'm going to prove to the next generation that my God makes me absolutely fearless. And I will follow Yahweh, my Elohim, with my whole heart. And the two times... Six times it said that Joshua, uh, that Caleb followed God with his whole heart. But the two times that Caleb himself spoke of it, he said, The Lord, my God, Yahweh, my Elohim. Yahweh is the God of Genesis 2, Yahweh is the God of the covenant. Yahweh is the personal God. Yahweh is the name God uses when he says, I am in a relationship with you. I created you in my own image so that you could love me and so that I could love you. 
and so that I could communicate with you through my word and you could communicate with me by prayer. I want to love you. I want you to love me. I am Yahweh, your personal God. Genesis chapter 2, I created you so that you could love me and I could love you. Yahweh is my God. But it's Yahweh Elohim. Elohim is the God of Genesis 1. The God who spoke everything into existence. The God of infinite power. The God who can do anything. The God who makes us not afraid of any obstacle, any challenge, any giant, literally or figuratively. I serve Yahweh, my Elohim, with my whole heart. You see, these other spies saw themselves as grasshoppers. And so they lived their lives as grasshoppers. They were convinced that because they saw themselves as grasshoppers, that everyone else saw them as grasshoppers. Caleb said, I saw God as Yahweh Elohim. And I saw myself as one who follows him completely, totally, wholeheartedly. So I said with my conviction, of course we can take that land. The giants are no obstacle to us. The difference between them and me was their view of God, which gave them the view of themselves. And my friends, if we see ourselves as grasshoppers, we will think others see us as grasshoppers and will approach life and ministry and our relationship with God as grasshoppers. Caleb was a 150 percenter living in a world of 50 percenters. God says, I don't work through 50 percenters. I work through 150 percenters because they see me as Yahweh, Elohim. The Lord, my God. The question is, how big is your God? Because that determines how big you see yourself. Any human limited to his own resources is never going to reach his peak. So the first thing we learn from Caleb is how I see me matters. And how I see me grows out of how I see my God and my relationship with him. And the second thing we learn from Caleb is that he followed the Lord his God with his whole heart. That's an interesting phrase. It's actually not in the Hebrew text. It's not what the Hebrew text actually says. Only the NIV translates it that way. And normally I tend to not go with these made-up translations, but this one is about as accurately as you could interpret what the Hebrew actually says, is he followed the Lord as God so completely with his whole heart. The word follow, Hebrew does interesting things with verbs. We give you a little Hebrew lesson, Kathy, is that all right? A little Hebrew lesson here. Hebrew does strange things with verbs. Uh, Most Hebrew words are three-letter stem, and then they build on those three letters and make it say something. And sometimes one Hebrew word takes a whole phrase to to, to translate. And what this says, the, the, the word 
fully, the verb full, the verb complete, the whole, is it was called the pl stem. And the pl stem is the uh, intensive. You could say talk. In the pl, it would be yell. You could say jump. In the pl, it would be leaped. You could say killed. In the pl, it would be slaughtered. You could say followed. In the pl, it's totally, totally followed God with every ounce of energy he had. That's what God asks of us. Not to be 50 percenters. Not to see the giants turning us into grasshoppers. But to see the giants turning us into men and women who followed the Lord our God. Yahweh, our Elohim, followed him with every fiber of our being. The world needs us, folks. There are people out there living with giants who just don't know what to do. We do know what to do. To trust the Lord our God with our whole heart. And if you're looking for purpose for your life, something to make you significant, something to give you meaning and purpose, let's go back to Jesus. We said, go into this world, this troubled, battered, bleeding, bruised world, and tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Yahweh, your Elohim. Tell them you know they're troubled. They don't know what to do. But you know a God who can help, who can comfort, who can give direction, strength, and encouragement. Caleb was effective because he followed Yahweh, his Elohim, with his whole heart. Go and do likewise.